We are very excited about today's show. And before we begin, we got Jesse Ledoux with our product feature of the week. Jesse, tell us what you got for us. Hey, Steven. So we talk about nude shoes all the time because they work. If you have strappy platforms, it works with swimsuit, with fun fashion, with evening gown. If you have nude pumps, it works great for a safety shoe for evening gown or appearances. But we do always neglect to say, I shouldn't say always, usually neglect to say that not all nudes are created equal or not all nudes like have enough variety to serve the actual nude variety of women. So like a nude shoe isn't always just like a light tan. Nude shoe has to also be able to suit women of color um, and have those darker tones so that it doesn't pop in a negative way on darker complexions. Mm, Yeah, there's no one universal skin type, so there should not be one universal nude shoe. And uh, this company kind of fills the void, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, most people that make a um, nude or a light tan shoe, that's like the only color they make it in. Um, so you see a lot of traditional pageant shoes out there, and it's only the that's the only tone they're made in. So we have two different styles of this um, variety of shoe. It's called Diverse Shoes is the line that we carry, and it comes in three different shades. First is cashew. That's your light tan. Um, And then it also has cinnamon, which is a darker complexion shoe, and then onyx, which is completely black. So if you have a skin tone that varies uh, and doesn't fit into your traditional nude shoe, this is going to be your best bet because with the phases of competition, you don't want a shoe to be too different from your skin tone because you don't want it to cut off that beautiful line of sight you're creating either with a slit, with a um, a short piece of wardrobe, or a swimsuit. Yep. And then what, where can they find the link to acquire said shoes and is there shipping attached and all that good stuff? Yeah. So we have two different styles on shop.pageantplanet.com. That's where you can find it. The first is called the platform heel, and this is going to give you the most lift. So it's got a cross strap in the front and an ankle strap. Um, and that's going to be great if you have or wearing like a jumpsuit and you just want the max amount of height. The other is the classic ankle strap heel. It's just got a single strap, a little bit lower of a platform. Um, and again, these come in all three colors, the cashew, the cinnamon, and the onyx. Um, and they are each $99.99 and it's free shipping, free returns. So check it out. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Welcome to Pageant Planet's podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome, everyone, to another episode. Today, Jesse and myself, we are going to be discussing the life of the infamous Hannah Brown. Jesse, set the stage. Well, you may know Hannah Brown from her days as a title holder or perhaps her time on the hit TV show, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Or maybe you were just recently introduced to her because she is currently a contestant on Dancing with the Stars. Well, we thought that it would she would be the perfect person to feature on the podcast because she represents a wonderful example of a modern pageant queen. She's a Southern belle who has a refreshingly unapologetic attitude and bubbly personality and seems to attract people because of her down-to-earth nature. Yeah, Hannah grew up in Tuscaloosa, Alabama and is a major Crimson Tide fan. In fact, her Twitter 
bio actually says like, I say roll tide an aggressive amount. Like that is her Twitter bio of everything she's done. Like that's it, which cracks me up. Uh, she graduated magna cum laude from the university of Alabama in 2017. And that is the same college that her parents attended. So there's a nice lineage. And she earned her degree in communications and information sciences with a minor in PR public relations. Wow. <laughs> so she is intelligent. Educated. Yeah. Yes. She has become a sister of the Alpha Chi Omega sorority during her time in college and served as a consultant to the university helping clients with public speaking. Then she worked as an interior designer after college. And the North Point, Na Northport native became competing in pageants when she was 15 because of the opportunities for scholarships. And however, she soon found that being able to develop her public speaking skills and share her talent as a jazz dancer was just as important to her. So she began her journey in pageantry by getting involved with the Miss America system when she became Miss Teen Tuscaloosa. She placed first runner-up in the Miss Alabama Outstanding Teen Pageant and then followed up with a second runner-up placement in the Miss Alabama Teen USA Pageant. And having such early success as a teen contestant was very encouraging. But as she moved into the Miss Division and the Miss USA system, things began to get difficult for Hannah. And this is actually a very common issue when contestants transition from one age division to another. And we discuss this often on Pageant Planet because we've discovered uh, what we've discovered is that what works for one level of pageant competition may not work for another. And this was certainly the case for Hannah. The road to Miss Alabama USA was very bumpy one, and Hannah failed to make the top 15 for four years in a row. Ugh, gutting. Yeah, so let's do some coaching moments here. There's several layers to this. The first is what we just talked about was that transition from teen to miss. And it is a really tumultuous time because some people are naturally bubbly, some people naturally more sophisticated. So when if you're that naturally bubbly type and you're going from teen where you're really excelling because that's what they're looking for to miss where it's not quite as bubbly, it's like it's an identity crisis, right? Steven, like you go from like being able to feel like you can be yourself and amp it up to like having to dial it back. And have you ever had to dial it back and like, as ever, like, what does that feel like for you? Uh, for me, it feels very restrictive. Like mm -hmm. I know like my organically who I am as a being is somebody that's goofy, quirky, and just like, I like to laugh and say like corny jokes. And I remember when I started to get put into a professional role, um, where it was more visible, I started to feel like specifically when I started uh, brand consulting for Tony Bowles and all of a sudden I was placed in this very large organization uh, with very large hierarchy and, and very like, you know, kind of more traditional CEOs. And that is when I felt like I needed to shift my being and it felt very restrictive to mm -hmm. me, um, yes. almost suffocating. So what's important is you keep the essence of who you are when you're doing this transition, but you have to make strategic choices around it to support you. So um, we've talked about this, um, this strategic move so many times on this podcast, but it's so worth repeating is the Olivia Jordan evening gown moment at Miss USA. Now, Olivia was one of the oldest contestants at Miss USA that year. She had a very well-established professional modeling career. Um, a lot of bikini modeling, um, she has like a very sexy look about her. So at Miss USA, she wore a hot pink ball gown, frilly ball gown. And it was so, I think, opposite of what if you were following her on social media or Instagram felt like. And I thought that was a genius branding move to make her one, wear that bright color, kind of make her look more useful 
have that more bubbly personality because when you look at her otherwise, she's extremely sultry. So that is the perfect way to make choices that serve that transition. Do you agree? Yeah, I do. So for to land at home for like Hannah, so somebody like Hannah who is um, more, gosh, she doesn't have a super sultry look. She is kind of quirky and bubbly. She would need to wear um, clothes that would play to her maturity rather than mm-hmm. her childlike state. Right. And I, I didn't look into what evening gowns she wore on the years that she didn't make it. And of course, your gown doesn't make your success in the pageant. But her winning gown was a neutral metallic, which is so popular because it just oozes glamour. Um, so it really works well in the Miss Division. And you see it on Miss Universe stages, Miss World stages. Neutral metallics are like the thing right now. Um, because it works so well. So it seems like when Hannah really got there, like that she made those right choices. And I think she had straight hair too. I might be wrong on that, but she wears her hair straight quite a bit now and did as a title holder, which is another great um, change to make because her face is so youthful um, and she's so vivacious and so carefree that I think those choices really helped her to evolve into that miss. Um, What do you think? Yeah, so I could really see her as transitioning from teen to miss based on what she said in interviews or whatnot. And I don't, I do not know this to be true. Um, but this is just like an opinion that when she was teen, she was just being herself and she was experiencing success. Then when she was the miss, she, like what we said, attempted to pull it back and it probably came across as very awkward because she's like, she says that she's awkward. And by watching the bachelor bachelorette, yeah, she is awkward. And that's kind of part of her charm. But you add like her trying to be serious and be awkward. I could just see judges be like, I don't even get her. Right. right? Like, <laughs> like what right. is even happening right now? And I mean, as we'll find out later, I mean, that had a real impact on her, on her confidence because I could see, and for those of you listening, if you're attempting to alter your personality into something it's not, um, I could really see that you start to question yourself. And you question, like, what's your value and who are you? Because you're attempting to fit into a role that just you were never meant to fit in. Right. And to your point, like, you don't have to alter your personality to fit into a system or a division. It's making the choices around that to support the transition you're trying to make, but you're still going to be you. Like, that shouldn't be a question at all. Like, if you know, like, you have a little more bubbly personality, but you want to show that sophistication, wear your hair in a sleek ponytail. Like, slick it back a little bit more. So at least, like that charm and that like bubbliness is counteracted with like some elements that can balance it out. Yeah. Because if you walk into interview doing what Jesse said, like looking, let's say again that your personality is more like a Hannah Brown, but then you walk in looking super sexy and sophisticated, like that with a bubbly personality judges like, Whoa, this is kind of awesome. Versus like if you're super sultry and super sophisticated and then you come across very highly professional, it's too much like too much exotic (laughs) embodied in one. You have to almost offset it either with your clothes or with your personality um, so that it balances you out so that you're appealing to more of the the judges. Exactly. Cool. Anything else you want to add to that before? Well, I was going to talk about resilience too, but I don't want to spend too much time on it. But I will say like, Think about that. You were on the top five two years in a row in teen division, and then you go to Miss, and then four years in a row, you don't crack the top 15. Yeah. That's, that's wow. It's that's tough. Yeah. It's tough. 
And like, so at this point, she's been competing six or seven years, right? Yeah. Like, and she hadn't, like, after, I, I wonder at what point did people around her start saying, okay, okay, you've you've yeah. had your go. But the thing is, like, if she would have given up on the dream of pageantry, like, if she would have given up on her dream of pageantry, she never would have been on The Bachelor, never The Bachelorette, never Dancing with the Stars. It was yep. pageantry that opened up the door of opportunity for her for all those other things. And so for you listening, if you give up on your dream while everyone else is saying maybe that you should, maybe you should throw in the towel, what other opportunities are you saying no to down the road? Are you giving up on? Because mm-hmm. she just persevered and was able to, you know, open up the door of opportunity for all these other things that people look on with envy because it's amazing what she's been able to do. Yep. And whatever, whatever that is in life, whether it's you starting a business or you're pursuing a career, it, it all reigns true, right? Like we always say, like push when it gets the hardest. And that's usually when the breakthrough happens. A lot of people give up right before that breakthrough and like, you never know what could have happened. So yeah, stay yeah. strong and, in your goals. And there's a, um, there's a story. It's a book. It's called, um, it's either five feet from gold or 10 feet from gold. If you've never read it, I would highly recommend you picking it up it's a story about a man who stopped digging when he like he had gold mines and he stopped digging mm. when he was literally like 10 feet from gold he gave up oh. and then somebody else bought the land from him dug the extra 10 feet and it was like one of the largest gold mine discoveries or it was like oh. the second largest in history and he gave up like right before he hit it so very good book I would encourage you to read it. It's lots of um, applications to pageantry. Perfect. So. I want to read it for sure. It sounds so sad. Yeah. He oh. ended up he ended up taking it and spinning it into a career. So he made the most out of it, but still he wasn't like largest gold mine in the world rich. Um not that it's all about money, but right. so <laughs> okay. So moving back to the, Hannah. So as much as she loved pageantry, the years of trying to please everyone began to take their toll, and she began to suffer tremendously from anxiety and depression. And in an earlier interview, Hannah was quoted as saying, "It was kind of discouraging. People always have an opinion about what you do, what you say, how you walk, how you dress. I took the wrong outlook on what pageantry should be. I thought my self worth was through recognition from others." Yeah. So she continues that in that moment, it was so hard to see joy in life. I can remember times where I didn't want to get up, Brown said. And because of her continuing struggle, she made a decision to take time off from pageants. But fortunately for Hannah, encouragement from friends and family combined with her faith provided her with the support she needed to begin seeing joy in life again. And with that renewed self-confidence and a desire to share her new outlook on life, she entered the Miss Alabama USA competition at the last minute and she won. Yeah, and after years of trying to make everyone else happy, her dream came true when she competed on her terms and was crowned Miss Alabama USA 2018. And she said, like, I think it was a whirlwind coming back into pageants because, like, she had not planned to compete at all that year. And then she had no time to prepare, but she said she was, like, 100% herself. She didn't have a care in the world, and she says that she thinks that that's why she won. Yeah, her platform was all about the stigma of depression and anxiety. She desired to start an open conversation about the freedom to deal with mental health challenges and the importance of forgiveness. She also started a school program about joy, where she shares her story and how she still struggles to conquer her mental health issues. And joy and light 
are what she hoped to bring to the public through her role as Miss Alabama USA and ultimately dreamed to do the same as Miss USA. Yeah, and even though she didn't win the national crown, through it all she persevered and worked tirelessly become, to become an inspiration for young women everywhere. And it's interesting that Hannah said that about her state title because when I was talking with Olivia Jordan and Nia Sanchez, like they're both former Miss USA's, um, for those of you international maybe didn't know, they, they both said the same. They're like, I just went in, was like happy to be there, not a care in the world, was just out to make friends and yep. like totally relaxed. And I feel like the girls that just are there for the experience and are totally relaxed, their self-worth isn't tied up in the crown. Those are the ones that shine through the most because you always perform your best when you're comfortable. And if you're uncomfortable and you have so much like riding on this and you're tense, you just never perform your best. And that's why I right. think those girls have a tendency to win the crown more often than not. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So after her experience at Miss USA, Hannah prepared to settle into her Southern Belle life and devoted time building her business as an interior designer. But fate had other plans. And out of nowhere, the producers from the hit television show, The Bachelor, approached Hannah and asked if she wants to join the cast for the 23rd season. And never one to shy away from exciting opportunity, Hannah signed on. So her experience on the show was a bit of a roller coaster ride due to the fact that she had some drama with fellow castmate who was Miss North Carolina USA and the first time to Miss USA and her roommate at Miss USA, Kaylin Miller Keys. Yeah, Hannah actually roomed with Kaylin during the national pageant. So you know these ladies had some history. And it seemed like the show, in true Bachelor form, deliberately wanted to see if there was any competition left between these two that they could capitalize on. And actually, that is like a fun fact I didn't know. I didn't realize that she hadn't applied on her own. And it just kind of like happened that they were both on together. Like that is some behind the scenes producer magic that they did that. Yeah, because, you know, they fully investigate like everybody is going to be on there. Who's their competition? How can they exploit it? How can they make it for good TV? They do all of that. So that makes sense. But I didn't know that either. I feel bad because I did boycott The Bachelor that season because I didn't like Colton Underwood, who was The Bachelor. I thought they chose him just because they wanted him and not because he was what who the public wanted. So I boycotted. But I did not enjoy the drama because I didn't see it. But I yeah. But feel that's bad. A, but for those of you that don't know Jesse, that's a bold move because <laughs> like she, I mean, she was very into bachelor so i mean to boycott that i'm like whoa i felt the ground shake underneath i know when you said that it was which is like huge. really weird thing to take a stand on like the bachelor choice <laughs> but like so here hear me out real quick steven so when you get into the bachelor it's on at least two hours a week and when it gets close to the end it's four hours a week that is a ton of time to dedicate yeah. to a show so i was like you know what like I'm taking my time back. And like, I've since gone back to my bachelor ways, but anyway, so that's like <laughs> some context. So, um, so, so with that, um, with the capitalization of the drama, if it wasn't enough to deal with for Hannah, the bachelor Colton Underwood, <laughs> um, took Hannah to his hometown to meet his parents and then promptly dumped her afterwards. Sounds like an awesome date. It sounds yeah, like an awesome. Date. Date. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but not all roses have thorns. Being the fighter that Hannah is, she refused to drown in self-pity and ended up being the getting the best revenge of all, and that is success. And apparently, fans adored Hannah so much that the producer decided that she deserved another shot. They offered to cast her as the lead on The Bachelor's sister show, The Bachelorette. Yeah, so Hannah Brown, former Miss Alabama USA, became the Queen of Hearts in season 15 of The Bachelorette. 
And a lot of Bachelorette fans were shocked to learn that Hannah Brown would be the next Bachelorette because every other Bachelorette in the history of the show had made it to at least the final four during the Bachelor. But like, hey, that's how she rolls. And when I watched, I did watch the like the reunion. Um, it's like, okay, like I'll get the, the last of it. And she got the best edit you could imagine. Like you could tell they were testing her screen presence and trying to like really capitalize on her likability because I was not shocked at all when they announced it because they had teed it up perfectly. Yeah, and unfortunately for our Southern Cinderella, her bachelorette fairy tale did not end as happily ever after. It turned out that her Prince Charming that she kissed was really a toad in disguise. Yeah, Hannah's finale, it was so sad, ended up with her split with fiancé Jed Wyatt after discovering he had a girlfriend all the while that he was on the show. Ugh. Ugh. I, and like, I wonder if that actually did help his business or not, or if everybody was like, no, you really are a scumbag. We don't want to work with you. I have a feeling that it would be like the opposite, like that people would be like, mm, I don't necessarily want to work with you. But at the same time, I don't know, because no publicity is bad publicity. Or is it? Yeah, I I don't want to go into a bachelorette tale. Spin, All right. So I'm okay. going to keep my mouth shut, but I would venture a guess that it, it won't. It won't. It won't. Help at least anymore. for now, at least immediately. Yeah. Well, okay. Time will tell. So, well, if you're the spunky Alabama gal, um, and again, Alabama is a state within the United States for those of our international audience, but she just refuses to give up on her dreams. You just roll tide and you get another hit TV show, apparently. And it seems that Hannah's popularity just keeps growing because people just cannot get enough of her sassy, charismatic style. And not long after The Bachelorette ended, Hannah Brown officially traded in her roses for the Roomba and was quickly... Re- recruited to be a contestant on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, and how's that for a comeback? And mm-hmm. as of September, Hannah is once again taking a risk and jumping into the whole new adventure. Although when you think about it, a show like Dancing with the Stars is really a perfect fit for her. Yeah, she's outgoing, vivacious, and she enjoys a healthy challenge and competition. And it wasn't that long ago that she was performing on a stage in high heels as a pageant contestant. And she's been a dancer for most of her life. So it makes sense. Yeah. And all those qualities, her dance background, her love of performing for people and for just courageous nature, make her a very solid choice for this type of program. And obviously, the public is quite fascinated with her and will certainly tune in to see how she does. Yeah. And it's early yet, but Hannah has had some incredibly high scores on the show in the short time that she's been on. And naturally, she's received a tremendous amount of support from Bachelor Nation, which is the name of us worldwide groupies that watches the Bachelor franchise. Renata is certainly included in that. Yes. She, she lis- oh, she listens to podcasts. She follows them all on social media. She like knows the dirt. She even knows the outcome and then still like watches the whole thing because she's like i gotta see how it plays out i love the spoilers i'm with her <sighs> oh gosh okay so even former bachelor colton underwood the dude who dumped her after introducing her to his parents you know winning and mm-hmm. the show's chris Har- the show's host chris harrison were in the ballroom crowd to support her and as cool as that was she just gained one more vote in her pursuit to the mirror ball trophy and that was one of taylor swift's so Taylor Swift actually shared a clip of her Instagram of Hannah and her dance partner performing a Viennese waltz to Taylor's hit song, Lover. And Taylor said she loved watching Hannah dance to her song and also posted a second shot of the performance along with a gif slash gif, whatever you say, I say gif, yeah. of herself clapping. Yeah, and with that kind of praise, there's no doubt that the legions of T-Swiss fans will <laughs> likely vote for the reality star too. 
as exciting as this new role is for Hannah, she admits that putting on dance shoes once again and testing her ballroom skills for the very first time hasn't been an easy journey. In addition to physical pain, it's also brought back a lot of the insecurities that haunted her when competing in pageants. Yeah, she shared the following thoughts during a recent interview. She said, I'll be honest, this was actually putting me back to a space that is not really comfortable for the new Hannah Brown. She added, I've grown so much and become a lot more self-assured and confident since The Bachelorette. And going into this dance world is kind of sending me back to that pageant mindset. I danced when I was younger. A lot of insecurities came from that. So being put back in that environment has really messed with my mind a little bit. I don't want to flash back to pageant days for this because I think that was what was the hardest thing for me competing, not looking to my left or my right and really just focusing on getting better and showing my best self. Yeah, she continued to say, of course I want to win. You don't compete in something. Hmm. If it's not your goal, you should always want to succeed. She said, but I just want to continue getting better and better each week and have that competition for myself, not with the other contestants. Yep. And I'll pause for one last quick coaching moment for today. And that's like to stay strong and to stay grounded. So many other contestants throughout their pageant like time, lifespan, they are constantly looking to the left or the right. And Hannah is, is truly saying like her success really hit when she was competing for Miss Alabama USA that last time. And she just felt like she had this new realization of who she was. And like she said, like, this has kind of taken her back to when she did care about what people thought. And she overanalyzed and overthought everything. So stay grounded in that mindset of you're here to compete with yourself. You know who you are better than anyone else. And I saw something recently that said confidence isn't, I hope that I, I know they'll like me. It's um, oh shoot, I just saw it last night. It was confidence isn't knowing that they'll like me. It's not caring if they don't. And mm. I feel like Hannah is totally there in her life right now. And so if you're competing in your pageant, I always tell our clients, remember, they'd be lucky to have you. And if they don't choose you, remind them later, like as you continue your life, like, shoot, I should have picked her. And that's the confidence that I want all of our clients to have. Because when you get to that moment of desperation, like I have to win this, you start to cave and that's when you start to look left and right. So stay in your lane and stay focused on what you bring to the table and you alone. Uh, so good. And really, it's just controlling the controllables. If you're looking to the left and the right and you're looking at other people and comparing their perceived strengths to your weaknesses, because that's what we all do. We don't compare strengths to strengths. We could mm -hmm. like, oh, that person looks so confident. I'm not confident. You know, we always yeah. compare ourselves in the negative. But like you're not able to control that other person. But if you're just 100% focused on you, you can absolutely control how you do, your thought process, how you perform. And so as long as you are focusing on just you in the midst of the competition, that is like one thing that you can control and you will always have a better outcome focusing there. Yep, for sure. So there's no doubt that Hannah Brown's star is on the rise. She's been through some very difficult and traumatic times as a young woman, going from the lowest lows to the highest highs. Yeah, it's taken her some time to find her ultimate passion in life, but through it all, she has endeavored to be exactly who she is. And that is precisely why so many people are drawn to her. She's down to earth and always transparent about herself, imperfections and all. During her recent Dancing with the Stars rehearsal, she said, all the experiences I've had the past year that have been very hard, have made me a lot more resilient, but I definitely have had struggles. I think it's just really remembering where my worth comes from. I think that's maybe the secret, and we couldn't agree more. Yeah. 
So we really appreciate you listening in. And if you've received any benefit from this show or for ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, drop a comment and click the like. And it might seem like a small action, but these action steps really do help us keep the show going. Until next time. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.